You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. So Mary, let me lay this out for you. We had one guy who uh, had accusations of the affairs he had. He was uh, clearly involved in all sorts of uh, economic uh, or, or financial misdoings. He was collecting money from foreign governments under the guise of renting, renting out rooms. He bungled uh, the pandemic. I, I can go on and on and on. But nobody ever harped at him about his poll numbers. They just kind of were what they were. I mean, they were never high. He never uh, got over 50%, but it was okay. On the other hand, we have a guy trying to change uh, the fundamental functioning of our social net, trying to do infrastructure, uh, trying to get the country out of the pandemic, against an organized group that uh, would get us out of that, the vaccination. But everybody's worried about, gee, I think Joe Biden's poll numbers are going down. I'm I'm not quite with it here at all. What about you? Well, I mean, I, I think the poll numbers probably are softening, if that's the right expression. But I think that if you look at why, and I'm not an expert on this upholster, but I would guess just anecdotally that a lot of what's happening is people are frustrated with what's happening with the pandemic. Meaning that I think we all thought, at least for us vaccinated types, that we'd really be over worrying about it, but we're not. You know, we're still wearing masks, at least I am when I go out in public. Um, I know people who've had breakthrough cases, although, as they say, they're not life-threatening. Um, so, but it's still a big part of our lives, our conversations. And that's frustrating because I think the promise of Biden was Trump's gone, vaccination, you know, vaccine, people are going to get vaccinated and then life is going to go back to normal. And that has not happened. So it may be simply a reflection of that. And if that is what it's a reflection of, that's fixable because time will solve some of that. It, it makes me wonder, John, if whether, remember we talked about this right after Biden got elected and whether he should have mandated um, the vaccines when it became clear that there was going to be a segment of the population that would not get vaccinated. Um, he chose not to do that. You know, he doesn't like to be the heavy. And I wonder sometimes whether that was a mistake because it appears that the mandates are working and you would have quelled, quelled you would have taken a lot of the care of a lot of the crazy back in the spring as opposed to dealing with it now. So I'm not sure that that's, I mean, I'm sure there are other reasons, but all things stem from the pandemic now. The economy, you know, the return to social life, school, all of it. 
all related to the pandemic. Well, I, I agree with you. It absolutely is. And I mean, I'm going to confess up front, I'm a Biden supporter. So I know I'm biased in, in this. But when I hear, well, Biden has not ended the vaccination, and I think about the fact that there is this hardcore group who is keeping us from ending the, the vaccination, no matter what Joe Biden does. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. I think, frankly, we should have had vaccination mandates many, many, many months ago. That mandates are reducing the number of uh, unvaccinated. It's simply happening. Uh, I know anecdotally of a case where uh, a young man was told, no, you're not going to be able to go on a field trip. Uh, this is not at my school, by the way, at, at another place. And his parents quickly got over all of their apprehension in order for him to be able to go on, on a field trip. We know that people are being told, if uh, you're not vaccinated, you're going to lose your job. And suddenly all their deep apprehensions go away. I just don't, I don't get why we trace that back to Joe Biden. I, I guess I'm hearing kind of from you that it's the general frustration uh, that goes on and that gets laid at the feet of the president. I, I get that, I understand, understand that. But I also think those approval, disapproval go away. You know, I think about how much it can shift. Do you remember after the first Iraq war, there was a period of time when George H.W. Bush had such high poll ratings that people were talking about running him as a unity candidate for both the Democrats and the Republicans. And he, of course, would go on to lose that, that election. So I guess I think, you know, these poll numbers are pretty soft. Yeah, I mean, I think so. But when you were saying that, um, talking about that, it occurred to me for the first time that maybe some of the people who are anti-vaxxers, I'm talking about the politicians who themselves are vaccinated and who know better. Is it possible that they're doing that deliberately to hurt Biden and the Democrats? I mean, could anybody be that cynical that they- Mary, we're hurt? talking about Republicans. Yeah. Uh, I know, but it's just hard for me to believe that anyone would be that cynical and put people's lives at risk. Because right now, truth is, you have uh, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, as they say. For everybody else, COVID is just endemic. You know, you, you maybe you get sick with it, <clears throat> but it's not life-threatening. It's not even very... Um, contagious if you're vaccinated. I mean, this is what they they are finding out, right? You can be contagious, but you're probably not. So really, it's like taking the people that support you, listen to you, believe in you, convincing them not to get vaccinated and putting their lives at risk. It's so cynical. Well, it is so cynical, but I'll show you why I know that the Republicans and that wing of uh, uh, conservatism is willing to do it. Mitch McConnell has no reason to hold up uh, the debt ceiling and, you know, 
he finally blinked, as they said, but he only pushed off till December. There's no reason for what he's going through except to try and put Joe Biden and the Democrats in the position of showing, well, they're the guys, guys who do it. He knows that that vote needs to be taken. He knows that he needs to pay off uh, the debts. But he's, I mean, he's saying out loud, nope, we're not going to help them. They got to do that all by themselves. Let them twist in the wind, uh, wind a little bit. And it, it's not equivalent. People's lives are more sacred. But the willingness to put the United States into default and or get up to the edge of that and crash the economy, I think that's equally cynical. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think you're right about that. And, you know, you wonder whether as a strategy, so we're just talking about political strategy now, whether that is um, wise. Because my gut tells me that it's not. First of all, if the pandemic thing will start to resolve itself. So if what people are holding against Biden is that the pandemic isn't solved, which even thinking that it could, you know, be resolved that quickly was probably um, wishful thinking. It certainly was on my part. Uh, so if that's the thing a year from now, when we're sitting in so close to the midterms, if it's resolved, then that uh, helps Biden and the Democrats. The other thing is you trash the economy. You can pretend that that's going to hurt the Democrats, but that was the one issue the Democrats have have um, communicated pretty well. That was like, hey, we're here ready to run government, but McConnell and the Republicans are doing this. But finally, the, <clears throat> the, the problem I think the Republicans have is they still are beholden to Donald Trump. And, uh, and Donald Trump may poll well among Republicans or some Republicans, but he doesn't poll well with independents. So I would suspect, again, uh, you know, not having dug really deeply into those polls, but that the softening on Biden is among the independents. Because I think most Republicans, I mean, most Democrats still support Biden even critical <laughs> Democrats like me are like, listen, the guy's doing the best he can with a hand that's very hard to play. But those um, Republican light suburban Republicans who voted for Biden, that the Biden and the entire Democratic Party is going to need again for the midterms. They're going to need them to come out and they're going to need them to vote Democrat to hold the House, maybe win the Senate. Because what is what did Michael Gerson say in the post this morning? The nightmare scenario is that the Republicans take back control of the government in 22, and then in 24, Trump is reelected. That is a nightmare scenario. And the only way to stop that is for the Democrats to win in 2022 and then hold the line on in 2024. And I believe that can happen um, if they hold the suburbs. And you have this group of Republicans. I don't know if you read this yesterday. Um, Max Boot wrote an editorial in the Post. And um, what's that guy who was anonymous? 
You know, remember, uh, you know, yeah, who I, 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 know yeah. I know who your name is. I forgot yeah, what that guy's name is. He wrote along with um, Christy Todd Whitman, who used to be the governor of New Jersey. She's Republican. So those three Republicans and Max Boot, a particularly very well respected conservative, are saying Demo uh, Republicans have got to vote for Democrats. We know we don't we don't like all the socialism stuff. You know, we don't like all the social policy. But democracy is more important than any policy. So as that chorus of people start to talk and talk and talk to the suburban Republicans, I think that Biden is in a better position um, than it might look like right now. Well, I think so, too. And I, I tell you, I think the Republicans uh, are playing a triple dangerous game. Maybe you get away with, I don't think so, but maybe you get away with uh, uh, what Mitch McConnell's trying to do, play a little chicken on the, um, uh, on the debt ceiling. You know, people have played with that uh, before and gotten away with it. Yeah, I don't know, maybe you get, a, get away with that. Maybe you get some more mileage out of uh, uh, the pandemic and the coronavirus and you're fighting for liberty and all the other nonsense you're doing there. I don't think so, because I agree with you. Eventually, that the pandemic does come under control. Uh, eventually, enough people do get vaccinated. But you add those two maybes together with uh, the nonsense that you're peddling about January 6th. And hey, it wasn't a big deal. Don't, don't worry about it. All those kind of parts, parts of it. And, you know, as we're seeing even yesterday, uh, the information that comes out about this shows that Donald Trump was in the center of it. He was in the uh, dining room celebrating. He was unwilling to make a, a videotape telling people to get out of there. We now know he tried to record it three times because he couldn't bring himself to say, that's it, go away, stop this. He could only bring himself to say, you know, you're very good people and we love you. And you put that triple play in and I think you have Republicans in extreme danger of continuing to lose the House, the Senate, because you've hung yourself with Donald Trump. Yeah, I think so. And it was interesting. So I was talking to somebody about, you know, why these issues don't resonate with Republicans, which you talked about. And he said, it's because they don't listen or read the news you're listening or reading. So they don't know, you know, they just really don't know what really happened on January 6th, you know, what's really happening with vaccine mandates, all of that. But so that's that part of the Republican base, that 40%, whatever it is, 50% that listens to Fox and OAN and everything else. But suburban voters, you know, the, the ones who really helped Biden get elected, those are the folks who are consuming a wide array of news and who are going to hear what happens from um, the select committee, what Trump was really doing. And more important than anything else, they don't want Trump back in the White House. 
I really believe that. I, I mean, even the Republicans I know, it's like, I don't care what else happens. I don't want that guy to be president again. So we'll have to see how this plays itself out. So if I were Biden, I wouldn't worry about those poll numbers too much because, of course, he was going to get the crap come back to him. He's a president, right? Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, th- that's the kind of reassurance for Joe Biden. I think that makes him continue to listen to sibling talk. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Talk to you. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.